Hi guys, Kate here. And Jonah. Do you ever think to yourself, man, I love the stories I hear every week on CNA Newsroom, but sometimes I wish I knew more about what's happening in the church on a daily basis. It's okay if you've thought that. You won't hurt our feelings. Well, Catholic News Agency now offers a daily audio news update made especially for your smart speaker. It's called Catholic News, and it's available right now on Amazon Alexa and Google Home. You can listen every day on your favorite podcast app, too, if that's how you roll. Okay, here's how it works. On Google Home, all you have to do is walk up to your speaker and say, Hey Google, play Catholic News. Here's the latest news. If you have an Alexa, it's pretty much the same. Just say, Alexa, open Catholic News. Welcome back to the latest news from Catholic News Agency. You can also search for Catholic News in the Alexa Skills Store. Enable the skill on your app, and then ask Alexa to play your flash briefing. Check out our show notes for more information. And now, enjoy this week's episode of CNA Newsroom. This episode contains eyewitness descriptions of the events of September 11, 2001. Listener discretion is advised. On a September morning, 20 years ago, Tom Colucci was in his car driving home. He had worked the overnight shift at a firehouse in Lower Manhattan and was pretty tired as a result. Then, at 8.46, he got a call. The city was recalling all police officers and firefighters to the World Trade Center. A plane had crashed into one of the towers. I immediately turned around. Uh, At that time, they had all the bridges and tunnels closed off, but they were allowing cops and firemen uh, through the tunnels. So I I got in, went to the firehouse. A lot of guys were coming in from all over the place. Uh, We picked up our gear, and then we went down to the scene. And just about as I got to the scene, the uh, South Tower came down. President Bush is en route back to Washington. The State Department has been evacuated. There's been that attack on the Pentagon. That has been evacuated. The White House has been evacuated. There will be an emergency meeting of the National Security Council. This is the most serious attack on the United States since Pearl Harbor. Senator, we heard a big bang, and then we saw smoke coming out, and everybody started running out, and we saw the plane on the other side of the building, and there was smoke everywhere, and people are jumping out the windows over there. They're jumping out the windows, I guess, because they're trying to save themselves. I don't know. You can see in this uh, shot, our viewers can, a helicopter shot coming across the harbor. Uh, The Statue of Liberty, prominent in the foreground, and smoke and devastation and tragedy in the background. It's now been 20 years since the attacks of September 11th, the most devastating terrorist attack in recorded history. If you were old enough, it's likely you remember exactly where you were when you first learned of the attacks. I know I certainly do, even though I was only in elementary school at the time. Maybe you watched them in real time on the news. Maybe you only learned about them from your parents when they picked you up from school that day. Tom Colucci was a lieutenant in the New York City Fire Department and one of the first responders on that fateful day. This week on the program, Tom shares his memories of September 11th. He says the witness of Catholic priests that day inspired him to finally pursue his longtime calling to the priesthood. And then, St. John Paul II was no stranger to tragedy. He had watched his native Poland overtaken by Nazis and then by the Soviets. 
And yet, people who were at the Vatican on September 11th have said that the attacks on that day shook the future saint deeply. He watched coverage of the attacks for a short time on television, and then reportedly went to the chapel to pray. He was one of the first world leaders to send a message of condolences, and he spoke about the attacks in his general audience the following day. We'll share that message with you. You're listening to CNA Newsroom, the podcast that brings you the people behind the headlines. I'm your host, Jonah McKeown. Tom remembers the area surrounding the World Trade Center was total chaos. He wasn't entirely sure what to do first. He had heard 40,000 people were missing. So, he and other first responders began digging through rubble on the streets. Less than an hour later, the North Tower fell. Tom and the other first responders continued to dig through the rubble, hoping against hope that they would find survivors. Unfortunately, there were very few. There were a couple fire companies that were trapped in stairwells that we were able to uh, dig out. Uh, Engine 21 and Ladder 6 were both bringing people down the towers when they came down. And we were able to dig them out, and a few other people were caught in voids. But very, unfortunately, very few people survived it. Most people, uh, unfortunately, died when the towers came down because there was so much weight there. Tom and the other first responders continued to dig. The next day, the search continued as they split into teams of five or six to search particular areas. So I was pretty much down there for the first three weeks, uh, but I still had to do fire shifts at the firehouse. Uh, so you relieve there, you went back to your firehouse, and we still had fire calls and emergency calls. They didn't stop; they kept coming in. So we had to go to them, and then when you weren't doing that fire calls, you went down to the scene and and dug through rubble. Uh, so we did that pretty much for about the first three weeks. When he wasn't digging or responding to emergency calls, Tom would attend the funerals of first responders. They listed the funerals of guys dying, and you tried to make as many of those as you can. More than 340 firefighters died that day, including five from Tom's firehouse. It was the deadliest day for firefighters and law enforcement in U.S. history. So it was all very devastating. A lot of these guys were young guys, married, families and so it was very very devastating but we just pulled each other through uh you know and you know and also the, our faith came through most of these guys were catholic and so it was uh, you know the faith uh, pulled, pulled us through and uh, so you know we got through it together among the victims was the chaplain of the new york city fire department father michael judge father michael is actually listed as the very first killed that day He was reportedly praying the rosary and offering last rites in the lobby of the North Tower. He ran outside the North Tower to minister to a fallen firefighter when the South Tower collapsed. And all the debris shot across and killed everybody that was outside. A photographer captured the moments right after. A now famous photograph shows two firefighters, a police officer, an EMT, and a civilian carrying the priest's battered body out of the wreckage. And they carried him to his his body, uh to the nearest church from the towers. It was St. Peter's on Barclay Street. It was about two, two blocks north of the tower, and uh, they laid his body on the altar. Uh, uh, 
you know, which was a very fitting tribute. And these guys had such a tremendous uh, sense of, of mind to, to do that and reverence for Father Mike, all that he did. Everybody asked, where, you know, where was Christ that day? Couldn't he stop the planes? And, but you saw the body of Christ, everybody that came in to help that day, uh, all the firefighters. It wasn't just firefighters, police, and EMS. A lot of nurses came down, doctors, everybody, psychologists, everybody was coming to help out. You saw the country pulled together. That was the body of Christ. Tom said his involvement in search and rescue efforts continued until May of 2002, when he was promoted to captain. Tom was only about three or four years from retirement, so he began revisiting his longtime interest in becoming a Catholic priest. Tom said the priesthood was always in the back of his mind, even growing up. I was always very, very religious growing up. I went to daily mass a lot and prayed the divine office. But when he was older, Tom pursued a career as a firefighter after hearing from friends that it was a great job. Beginning in 1985, Tom took jobs at firehouses in the Bronx, Lower Manhattan, and Midtown Manhattan, climbing the ranks to lieutenant and eventually captain. Tom enjoyed being a firefighter, and he was good at it. The people I worked with were great, and the people in New York were great. It was just very exciting, a rewarding job, uh, and I just loved going to work. Then I had a fairly normal life, uh, you know, on the fire department. I had my own place. I did some dating and whatever, but I, I just uh, was always a little bit in the back of my mind. Tom said his experience on September 11th made him even more interested in pursuing the priesthood. I just saw the best that day, and there were, you know, Father Mike died the way he died. And there were other priests that came down, and they were just, you know, counseling the guys, and a few of them were on the rubble, helping us, cheering us on. Tom retired from the New York City Fire Department in 2005 after 20 years of service. He didn't enter the seminary right away. He had sustained a head injury while on the job a few months earlier and had to have two brain surgeries as a result. He retreated to a Benedictine monastery in western New York to recover and to discern further his call to the priesthood. I needed to quiet down and and basically to recover from the brain surgery. I, I was you know, uh, still quite hadn't recovered. So I was there for about seven years. In those seven years, Tom strengthened his prayer life and felt even more secure in his vocation to the priesthood. In 2012, he entered St. Joseph's Seminary and College in Yonkers, New York. He was ordained in 2016 at St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York City, the first retired firefighter ever to become a priest. It was kind of a big to-do. There were about a thousand firefighters at the cathedral, outside and about 300 were inside with uh, three fire trucks outside with bagpipe bands and batters. So it was kind of a big day. Father Tom has been a priest for a little over five years now. He's pastor of a parish with a school in Walden, New York, north of New York City. He says he actually sees a lot of similarities between the priesthood and the fire service. You serve other people, and that's what a firefighter does. He runs into burning buildings, emergency calls to help people out. And that's what a priest does. He's always available to help people out. I get calls at all hours of the day and night you know, to help people. And so it's a life of service, both professions, so they're very well connected. He dreams of one day being chaplain for the New York City Fire Department, and he's on the short list. 
But for now, he stays in touch with the people he met as a firefighter. He celebrates funerals for firefighters killed in the line of duty, and he's chaplain for a volunteer firehouse in his area. Tom also celebrates an annual mass on September 11th in Manhattan. Especially the people in New York, they'll never forget it. Everybody know, knew someone that died, you know, either a firefighter, police officer. And then there were civilians that died also. So everybody knows somebody that, that, that died. So this area, we've never really forgotten it. The grieving still goes on with the fire department. We lost 343 guys that day. And then since then, we've lost about 200 due to related cancers. So it goes, uh, still goes on. We'll never forget the people that died that day and the great sacrifices they made. After the break, we'll hear the words of Pope St. John Paul II in response to the attacks of September 11th. Stay with us. I'm Kevin Jones, a longtime journalist with Catholic News Agency. If you enjoy hearing about the big stories or about the unknown people who played a role in them, you should subscribe to CNA Newsroom. Subscribing is easy and free on any podcast app. Just open whatever podcast app on your phone, type CNA Newsroom into the search bar, and hit the subscribe button. If you don't have a podcast app on your phone already, you can use Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, or just about any podcast app available on your app store. And if you like listening to CNA Newsroom, leave us a rating and a review. Those help other potential listeners find our show. And now, back to the episode. I cannot begin this audience without expressing my profound sorrow at the terrorist attacks which yesterday brought death and destruction to America, causing thousands of victims and injuring countless people. To the President of the United States and to all American citizens, I express my heartfelt sorrow. In the face of such unspeakable horror, we cannot but be deeply disturbed. I add my voice to all the voices raised in these hours to express indignant condemnation, and I strongly reiterate that the ways of violence will never lead to genuine solutions to humanity's problems. Yesterday was a dark day in the history of humanity, a terrible affront to human dignity. After receiving the news, I followed with intense concern the developing situation with heartfelt prayers to the Lord. How is it possible to commit acts of such savage cruelty? The human heart has depths from which schemes of unheard-of ferocity sometimes emerge, capable of destroying in a moment the normal daily life of a people. But faith comes to our aid at these times when words seem to fail. Christ's word is the only one that can give a response to the questions which trouble our spirit. Even if the forces of darkness appear to prevail, Those who believe in God know that evil and death do not have the final say. Christian hope is based on this truth. At this time, our prayerful trust draws strength from it. With deeply felt sympathy, I address myself to the beloved people of the United States, 
in this moment of distress and consternation, when the courage of so many men and women of goodwill is being sorely tested. In a special way, I reach out to the families of the dead and the injured and assure them of my spiritual closeness. I entrust to the mercy of the Most High the helpless victims of this tragedy, for whom I offered Mass this morning, evoking upon them eternal rest. May God give courage to the survivors. May he sustain the rescue workers and the many volunteers who are presently making an enormous effort to cope with such an immense emergency. I ask you, dear brothers and sisters, to join me in prayer for them. Let us beg the Lord that the spiral of hatred and violence will not prevail. May the Blessed Virgin, Mother of Mercy, fill the hearts of all with wise thoughts and peaceful intentions. Today, my heartfelt sympathy is with the American people, subjected yesterday to inhuman terrorist attacks, which have taken the lives of thousands of innocent human beings and caused unspeakable sorrow in the hearts of all men and women of goodwill. Yesterday was indeed a dark day in our history, an appalling offense against peace, a terrible assault against human dignity. I invite you all to join me in commending the victims of this shocking tragedy to Almighty God's eternal love. Let us implore his comfort upon the injured, the families involved, all who are doing their utmost to rescue survivors and help those affected. I ask God to grant the American people the strength and courage they need at this time of sorrow and trial. Pope St. John Paul II, September 12, 2001. CNA Newsroom is a production of Catholic News Agency and a service of EWTN News. I'm your host, Jonah McKeown. I produce and edit this show with the help of our executive producer, Kate Oliveira. Special thanks this week to Father Tom Colucci for sharing his story with us. We'll be praying in a special way for all those affected by the attacks of September 11th, and we hope that you'll join us. If you enjoy listening to CNA Newsroom, please leave us a rating and a review. Thanks, everyone, and see you next week.